Welcome, welcome everyone to the Enthusiast Life brought to you by GamerGoo. My name is Mark Turcott. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Monday, November 9th, 2020. How many sleeps until next gen? Well, if you're beginning an Xbox Series X, you got one more sleep, right? Tomorrow, the Xbox Series X and the S are dropping. We're getting an S here in the house. Hopefully tomorrow night, we should be able to uh, get some hands-on with that. And of course, just a couple more sleeps, and that PlayStation 5 is coming out just a few days later. Now, on top of that, don't forget, a lot of games launching this week. You have Call of Duty, Cold War. You have uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You have Miles Morales. Lots of awesome games. Hey, Destiny Beyond Light coming out as well uh, tomorrow. So, man, what a week for video games. What a week to be a gamer. Hopefully, you're taking part in at least one of these games this week. And, guys... We made it. 2020 is at least going to end, hopefully, with a bang here with some fantastic video games. And hopefully, we'll be able to talk about some of these very soon. I do plan to play some Beyond Light uh, tomorrow and hopefully the next day and, and actually probably even Thursday as well until I get hands-on with that PS5 console. And then, of course, you know I'm all about Miles that day. So hopefully, Friday, we'll be able to chat a little bit about some Miles. Obviously, it'll just be initial stuff um, and hopefully about the console a little bit as well now a couple little housekeeping things here first to kick it off don't forget this month actually is pancreatic cancer month uh here in november so like with uh breast cancer month last month with the pink ribbons the purple ribbons are uh you know the things that you're, you're supposed to wear this month so uh don't forget that and help kind of spread the word about that that this month again the month of november is pancreatic cancer month and again that was reminded to me by our patron Astastic. That is something that I know a lot of folks uh, do want to help kind of spread the word on and kind of become one of the norms. So, um, you know, try to try to try to do that if you can and kind of, you know, share that uh, with some folks out there. Uh, of course, you can always follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk at M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And of course, you can always email the show at the enthuslife at gmail.com. Now, you know, speaking of pancreatic cancer, um, you know, yesterday, uh, obviously, many folks were saddened to learn of the passing of Alex Trebek, you know, to to kind of you know highlight pancreatic cancer. Obviously, he had been fighting this for years now. Um, Alex Trebek was just an icon here in the United States, and I'm sure around the world. So many people know him from Jeopardy. I mean, I remember as a kid just watching Jeopardy, and even still to this day, you know, we just what's on right now here at our uh, in the Carolinas. It's at seven. Jeopardy was on back when I lived in New York. It was on at seven thirty. Um, you know, and it was just like, well, what's on right now? Ah, nothing. Throw on Jeopardy. And I know everyone out there probably has a story sitting around the TV with family members trying your best, you know, to answer some of those Jeopardy questions. You know, you have it, you know, you've done it. Um, and, uh, you know, our, our condolences obviously go out to his family. Um, it sounds like, you know, he, he was definitely surrounded by friends and family. So, you know, it wasn't just a sudden passing. I mean, obviously, like I said, he's he'd been fighting it for a while, he even left the show for a while back when he tried to. Um, you know, have some treatment, was able to come back. They did fit, get to film a bunch more episodes. Um, and then, of course, you know, the, the disease obviously has progressed. Um, pancreatic cancer is a terrible, terrible thing. Um, you know, once you get it, um, it is a long fight. And uh, the chances of survival are definitely, um, you know, not, nowhere near what they are with, with some other cancer. So um, very sad. Now, you know, you wonder... And, you know, I know a lot of folks are like, well, how could anyone ever, ever host that show again? And, you know, I don't want to jump to that. But I did hear that Ken Jennings supposedly had been working and, and talking to Alex and that. And that I think is in the works. And, and he may have even hosted a couple episodes here over the last couple months. 
Um, so I think if anybody can do it, it's going to be him because just, you know, Ken Jennings, remember, is the, the guy who was on the show that won. You know, I mean, how long was his reign? I, I don't know it off the top of my head, but he was on for literally months. He's kind of that the guy that just became Mr. Jeopardy contestant. And uh, if anybody's going to do it, I think that seems right. It always any episode I saw that he was on, they actually did something recently where it was like some of the biggest winners. And he was kind of part of that tournament. Just the banter between him and Alex. You could tell that, you know, they'd kind of become friends, you know, through the years of him, obviously just being on the show so much. Um, I think he would be a good a good fit. Obviously, very bright, you know, a great contestant. Um, and I'm sure, you know, Alex probably told him that I, I, I kind of want you to, to take the reins. Um, so we'll see, you know, we'll see Jeopardy. I don't think it'll ever be the same. You know, I don't think it is always going to be different. Uh, it's kind of like right now when I go and watch, they, they've been doing these, um, like prices, right? Prime times. And we watched it. And I, I honestly, maybe once or twice have seen the prices, right? Since Bob Barker left and seeing Drew Carey hosted, I like Drew Carey, but it's just weird, you know, and he's been doing it for years now. I mean, Drew Carey's been doing it probably since the mid-2000s, right? Or at least it seems that way in the, the late 2000s, maybe. But because I haven't watched it, like, you know, when I would stay home from school or in the summers when I was a kid, like, you, I would just always watch Prices Right. That was, like, when I had my lunch. I'd always have it, be, you know, between, like, 11 and 12. And not seeing Bob Barker be that host is just odd. It's always seemed a little bit weird seeing Drew Carey in there. And so watching it at night, it was like, oh, it's cool, the Price is Right. But, you know, Drew Carey's a little bit... He's just not the host, you know, and, and I think Jeopardy, even if it is Ken Jennings, it, it's just going to be that way. So, you know, again, um, it is Pancreatic Cancer Month. It's kind of, I don't want to say it's fitting, but, you know, to have Alex Trebek go in this month um, definitely highlights the severity and just the importance of people to, you know, do everything they can to spread the word about it. And, uh, of course, you know, if you can in any way donate any money to any foundation or anything for it, um, because, you know, we need to find a cure for it because it's something that, um, you know, affects many people. And uh, hopefully, hopefully someday, you know, we, we can find a cure for not only just pancreatic cancer, but, you know, every cancer. We need to find a way to treat these things and, and you know, not lose so many people um, sooner than we should. Uh, all right, let's shift away from that. I don't know really what a good transition away from something heavy like that is. Let's talk about video games. Um, it was announced on uh, Friday. Was it Friday? When was no Saturday was uh, N7 day, November seventh day. So this is kind of a the day that the Mass Effect fans celebrate for reasons. Of course, if you've played Mass Effect, you know N7. That's kind of the insignia on all the characters, and and as a um, you know player of the game. I'm sure you you know what that is, uh, but they have finally announced, finally, I mean, I, I want to say we've been seeing rumblings of this for probably two and a half years, but finally, Mass Effect Legendary Edition is coming out. It's set to come out in spring of 2021. This is a new remastering, or I should say is a remastering of Mass Effect 1, Mass Effect 2, and Mass Effect 3. It is coming to uh, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and the PC uh, it's supposedly going to be, quote, and I quote, forward compatible and targeted enhancements on Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. Um, so it will carry forward with, with some more enhancements. This kind of said they, they actually did put out a massive bundle of this on the previous consoles. And, uh, uh, you know, the 360 and the PS3 and the PC. Actually, I have it on the PC. Um, and this is now going to supposedly have a couple more enhancements. This is from Casey Hudson. Uh, he is saying that their goal was not to remake or reimagine the original games, but to modernize the experience so that fans and new players can experience the original work in its best 
possible form. So I want to know what that means. So when he's saying reimagine or, or, or to modernize it, like, are we talking? Because the first game, I've said it before, is very different than second and third. The second and third are much more, I mean, they're RPGs. A little bit more action heavy in terms of the combat. Um, I wonder if they're going to really go back and put a lot more work into that first game. Maybe make a couple tweaks to the second and third. You know, maybe putting in some different menu changes, um, things like that, um, to possibly you know make them all kind of fall in line. Then, of course, modernizing could also mean obviously even resolution, things like that, making the game just look a lot better. Um, but uh, that is awesome. It's going to have, uh, I guess, all the single player based content, all the DLC from all three games, uh, promote all the promo weapons, armors. All the packs, all those things are going to be in there. So if you missed out on any of that last time around, you'll get it all. And uh, it's, of course, going to all be optimized for 4K Ultra HD, which is awesome to hear. If you've never played the Mass Effect games, um, what what a, what a series. I mean, it really is one of my favorite series. It's funny, we're almost so far removed that I, I'm going to say I often forget about it. But then when I think back to it, like, I just adored these games so much. Actually, one of my... I'm trying to think if it would have been my first or second E3 I went to sitting in on a uh, presentation for Mass Effect 2 and Casey Hudson gave it. Um, and, you know, I had already played the first game at that point. That was like the, the game that I was most excited to sit in on because I just wanted to know where that story was going to go. I want to say Chris was with me when we sat in on Mass Effect 3 as well. Uh, again, presented by Casey Hudson, kind of gave us that little uh, closed door presentation of the game um it, it just it's such an epic story i've read two of the novels i think too could the, the first novel gives you kind of the it's like a prequel to the first game gives you a lot of insight just into um how humanity found you know these relays that gave them um the ability to travel throughout the universe the cast of characters they built in the in these games are just fantastic the races of of alien species in that are awesome kind of the, the interplay of the government um, connections and you know a lot of people always kind of forget that the reason Bioware made these games was because they had made uh, the Old Republic, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, and really didn't want to carry on with the Star Wars license, uh, even though you know the Old Republic was super successful and all that. They just didn't want to pay, and so they basically created their own series, sci-fi series, and then obviously the games exploded. You know. You always forget, too, how, you know, Mass Effect 3 was so divisive at the end and kind of how that game ended. Personally, I never had a problem with that. I mean, one of the hooks of the game was always that the decisions that you make will impact the game. And, and what ended up happening was at the end, there's kind of this, I'm not going to say black and white or red or blue, I guess is the way to say it. Um, there's really, really three choices, actually, at the very end. But in the end, like, no matter what you did throughout the game everyone got those same three choices. And a lot of people were upset about that. For me personally, it just worked for that character. You, you know, you had this epic threat, this this constant threat happening throughout all three games. And at the end, no matter what decisions you made to get there, like that just was going to be the choice, right? That was There was a reason that threat was there. And in the end, there was only a couple ways to solve it. Now, how you got there, who got there with you. I mean, characters straight up die in this game. There are characters that will die in the second game that will then not carry over to the third game with you. Like, this is that type of game. There's just straight decisions that can totally change your journey to getting there. Um, 
and it's it's great, guys. Like if you never played Mass Effect, I mean, it, it almost makes me like want to fire up now the PC versions of these games, or especially Mass Effect Two. Mass Effect Two is like one of the greatest games of all time. The game is incredible. Um, makes me want to just go play that. But in the same sense, I'm like, you know what? Why would I start that? Why not wait until 2021 and then do the binge of all three? Now, a binge of all three is going to take you. I mean, we're talking probably, depending on how many side quests and all that you go on, I mean, probably 150 hours at least. You know, like you can really spend a lot of time playing. I mean, you can a lot of times you can kind of streamline the main quest if you want. Um, but, you know, that's definitely not something you want to do. Just immerse yourself in this experience. I know, uh, I want to say it was Neelius maybe in our patron that either had just started playing one of these or was thinking about it. Hold off, I think, because I think this is going to be the the version to play for sure. Now, we also got an N7 day. They did announce that a veteran team is now working on a new Mass Effect, Mass Effect project. Um, obviously, something that a lot of folks are excited to hear. It is the next chapter in the Mass Effect universe. Now, they're not really giving us anything, but they did give us a nice little tease of what looks to be some concept art. Um, just looks epic you got like kind of two sons kind of giving that star wars look uh very interesting looking ship um on there and um you know we're, we're just gonna have to wait and see i guess but they're saying that it is a veteran team that is working on it so that's good to know um you know the only thing that i think really um gets people still a little bit nervous is kind of the andromeda effect you know andromeda i never finished uh was super hyped for I don't know what it was about it. I just couldn't really get too connected with it. I actually bought it on PC. I think we even talked about it here in the show probably like six months ago. Was trying to kind of get back into it and uh, hit it hard and just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if just the story didn't get to me or capture me. I just, I just for some reason, I get to a point in that game and I just stop. I just lose the luster. So hopefully, hopefully, whatever this new Mass Effect project is will, um, you know, hook people and, and hopefully deliver on that Mass Effect game that we've all been wanting for a long, long time. Uh, it was revealed that Jedi Fallen Order is being uh, added to EA Play, so that's some good news. So if you've yet played Jedi Fallen Order, uh, probably my game of the year last year, um, go check that out. It's actually also being added to Google Stadia, for what that's worth. Uh, but EA Play, of course, going to be included with uh, Xbox Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass now, you'll be able to jump in and play some Fallen Order. Of course, if you're just an EA Play member, either on PC or on PlayStation 4, you'll get it there as well. Uh, fantastic Star Wars story. The combat is great. Um, it's just awesome. Go play Jedi Fallen Order when that comes out. If you haven't yet, uh, I promise you, you won't be um, disappointed. The, the combat in that game is just awesome. Now it is I'm not going to say it's Dark Souls Light or Demon Souls Light, but it is to some extent. I mean, if you die or if you fast travel, enemies will kind of repopulate the map. However, you eventually start getting very overpowered that you're just wrecking fools uh, in the game. So that, that's kind of just the point of the game. Um, it's awesome. Very, very, very cool. Uh, and finally today, quick little uh, entertainment news. It was announced that Johnny Depp is not going to be playing Grindelwald uh, again, in the third Fantastic Beast entry, uh, he put this up over on Twitter in a, in a little, uh, actually this was on Instagram, a little letter he put up over there. He said, uh, I've been asked to resign by Warner Brothers for my role as Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts, and I have respected and agreed to that request. Now, this, of course, is coming from, uh, you know, some allegations of abuse between uh, himself and actress Amber Heard in uh, a recent libel case, I guess, he had against the Sun newspaper uh, that he actually lost, where they found that there was some substantial evidence, some, that it was substantially true that he was that. Um, so 
I don't know. This is what uh, Warner Brothers had to say. They said Johnny Depp will depart the Fantastic Beasts franchise. We thank Johnny for his work on the films to date. Fantastic Beasts 3 is currently in production, and the role of Gellert Grindelwald will be recast. The film will debut in theaters worldwide in the summer of 2022. I'll be honest, and we haven't seen, I haven't seen the second one. And part of that was like, I, I mean, I don't know. I heard the second one is, well, my, my brother-in-law is a huge Harry Potter fan, and he said the second one was... I'm not going to say better than the first, but there is like some moments in the way that one ends. He said it's great. Um, so, you know, I don't know. And, and, you know, we like Harry Potter in our house. I mean, my wife's read all the books. My daughter's currently reading the books. We like, obviously the Harry Potter movies are on television all the time. Um, but the first movie just didn't really capture us. I mean, my, my wife being the biggest fan in our family, um, after we saw that first movie, it was just kind of like, I don't know, like it, it just, she just didn't, didn't like it that much. So, um, at some point I want to go back cause we've only seen the first movie. I think we did watch it a second time when it was on like HBO that first time. Um, I do want to watch the first movie again and then eventually watch that second movie. We'll probably watch that at some point. Um, but you know, whenever you have a character, especially kind of a headlining character like that, I mean, he was the main character, um, pass away. You know, it, it is kind of hard when you get that recasting. I mean, you think back to, um, when, um, uh, you know, just, just any character like that, Dumbledore, right? Dumbledore in the first movie or first two movies is a different actor than the, than the rest of the, the films in the series of, of Harry Potter, um, which, you know, you fall in suit and he looked kind of well enough with just the way um, they made his, uh, you know, beard and everything like he, he, he did. OK, definitely a different actor. You, you notice it when you see those films, but not as bad. I just I think on the caliber of Johnny Depp, no matter what, when you see Grindelwald, you knew that was Johnny Depp just as, as big of an actor he was. So it's going to be a little bit jarring, I think. But, of course, carry on the story. You know, I'm sure fans will fall into. And, hey, maybe there's even a way to write it into the story a little bit, right? That it's a different actor. I mean, you know, we've, we've kind of seen him, I think, what, in the first movie. Don't they kind of reveal him at the end? Maybe there's a way to kind of write that in with magic that he, he changed his appearance. You know, that's something they could probably do as well. But um, just, uh, you know, interesting to see them um, doing that. It's... Uh, you know, it's kind of a big deal, especially in a movie of this scale. But, you know, of course, through these allegations of, of abuse, obviously very serious allegations. And, um, you know, it, it, it is what it is, folks. You know, you got to can't can't live that way. And, you know, if it's true, you know, which, you know, all signs or there's a lot of signs pointing pointing to um, some of these allegations um, do definitely have some truth behind them. But hey, is what it is, I guess. Right. That, um, you know, you, you when some actions like that are taken you know, to some, some studios do want to distance themselves from it. And, um, that's just the way it's going to fall. So, all right, well, let's wrap it up there, guys. Again, big, uh, thank you here to Gamergoo for continuing to support the show. They've obviously been a great supporter here of the podcast. Uh, if you want some information on Gamergoo, remember it is that antiperspirant for your hands. You can find that link down in the show notes down below. Um, if you are getting a new console here, either tonight or whether you're waiting in line, I know there are some places actually doing, um, some in-store, I know GameStop, I think, is actually having some people line up, depending on how many they do actually get in stock. Um, but I know a lot of folks are just getting a mail to them, which is kind of seemed to be kind of the way this is this is happening. Uh, this go around, enjoy that console. Let me know how you're liking it. Of course, email us, theenthuselife at gmail.com, or hit me on Twitter at Mark Turk, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. I would love to know your thoughts on the new console uh, or even any of the new games that are coming out, right? I mean, essentially, Assassin's Creed is coming out tonight. Uh, but you know, I definitely, uh, I'm waiting for the PS5 versions 
of all these games. Um, and you know, it's we're here, guys. We made it. Next gen is here. I can almost taste it. It's great. It's kind of gross, right? No, don't don't lick your console. Don't do that. I, that was one of the funny things. Remember when the Switch came out and everyone was licking the uh, little cartridges because they put like that bitter taste on it so kids wouldn't swallow them? I don't think they're doing that with the Series X because I don't think there's any worry about anybody swallowing their Series X console. <laughs> don't lick the console. Uh, but other than that, guys, have a great rest of your day. And until tomorrow, we'll catch you next time. <laughs>